Welcome to the podcast, initial first read of Austin Tiferous and the 11th Hour by Will Innes. Prologue. Almost 10 years before, the evening had slid past 10 p.m., The night air was frigid and it was pouring down rain. A man ran through the streets as fast as his legs could carry him. Clip swoosh, clip swoosh, clip swoosh. He was holding a package in his arms. The parcel was tightly wrapped in a dark rough cloth like a mummy's gauze. Water poured down the man's face as steam rose off his body. The man did not notice. Clip swoosh, clip swoosh, clip swoosh. He only noted the burning in his legs and the knot in his stomach. His anxiety was reaching a fevered peak. His body quivered from fear and exhaustion, but he pushed on. Clip swoosh, clip swoosh, clip swoosh. He was dressed in black from head to toe. The cloak that he wore looked like something from the Victorian age or maybe a gunslinger movie or possibly even an 80s goth band. As the man ran as fast as he could, the shadows were a bit faster, stretching longer and closing in on him. The wisps of their tails began to wrap around his legs. Clip swoosh, clip swoosh, clip swoosh. Their nebulous shapes were growing larger by the second, filling every crevice they passed with nothing, with darkness. He was out of breath and possibly out of time. Clip swoosh, clip swoosh, clip swoosh. With every ounce of energy that he had stored somewhere on his lean body, the man pushed himself harder to go faster. Clip swoosh, clip swoosh, clip swoosh. He was in a great deal of pain. The man began to laugh. And as he laughed, the man's boots continued to make their clicking, clopping horse noises as they galloped, turned corners, and jumped over uneven cobblestone. Clip swoosh, clip swoosh, clip swoosh. The streets in this part of town were built centuries ago. The roads were made of stones that appeared to be of no certain size or shape, making the path impossible. The rain brought an annoying addition, slipperiness. No matter, he had to deliver. And finally, the man made it to the entrance of his destination. Completely out of steam, he collapsed against the gates of the property and then dared to look up. (sighs) Horror-stricken. He noticed the last portion of his route was about a mile, practically straight uphill, to the actual building. His spirit broke in that moment. The man in black tried to focus and readjust. Thoughts were fleeting, his breath as well, but one thought swooped in. Fix that face, dear. Life is tough. It's not fair. Hmm. His mother. He could practically smell her gardenia perfume she wore every day of her life. It was just the thought he needed. He picked up his parcel and he began again. He began to run. Clip swoosh, clip swoosh, clip swoosh. As the man ran, he noticed that there were giant topiaries on the path next to him, following him all the way up to the house. Giant topiaries of famous children novel characters like the boy who never grew up, the boy who lost his marbles, and the boy who lied. 
The grounds of the institution were covered in what most were considered landscape perfection. And as he grew closer, the man could see there was some sort of boundary up ahead, a gate. Ah, it was a large black fence. There must have been miles of it because it went all the way around the entire facility and came back together at the gate where he was about to collapse on. The man took gulps of air into his lungs as fast as he could as he rubbed the left side of his torso to try and get out the cramps. He looked around to distract himself from the spasms and to see if anything or things were still following him. As his eyes rounded the top part portion of the gates, he noticed holding up the gates were these massive stone columns with creatures adorning the tops of them. These monsters were also perched on the highest peaks of the property as if they were watching for someone or something. Gargoyles, hideous looking creatures, purposely created to keep things out and other things in. The man took a larger breath and began to run once more, but his stride began to slow as he trudged up the hill. He felt more secure within the confines of this property than he did running through the streets of the town. However, he did not want to slow down. He knew that there was still everything at risk. There was no time to relax. The man slid into the doorway, doubled over. He tried to catch his breath. The man in black gathered just enough strength to lift his head and he grabbed the giant door knocker and knocked three times. Boom, boom, boom. And after a few seconds, once more, boom. At last, the door began to open. The hinges, hinges of the sturdy entrance way howled against its weight. The light from inside spilling onto the lawn and from that light, teeny tiny woman appeared snarling she barked yes she asked man we're here he's made it the man thrust the bundle towards the woman he's made it the tiny woman refused the package she lifted her hands in a stopping motion shaking her head no and as she retreated inside the door the door opened even wider permitting a much larger woman to walk through her eyes were made of steel. She spoke in a much harsher tone. There was an accent, German, maybe French. I will take the boy. Now hand him over and run away. Anyone, anything could be watching. Yes, ma'am. Um, yes, yes, ma'am. The man stuttered. He shivered as he handed the bundle to her. He began to leave when the large woman grabbed his shoulder and she gave him a turnaround and a half-hearted smile and a nod. Again, the man just looked at his watch. It was 11 o'clock. It was 11 p.m. on the dot. Nothing good happens after 11 p.m., he thought. He looked up at her and breathlessly muttered, It's all up to him now, mum. And with that, he bowed and turned and ran down the path. The large woman followed in his footsteps, and as she began to retreat inside the door, she heard that sound, the sound of giant wings unfolding, and then they began to flap. The large woman shivered, and without looking back, slammed the door shut.